Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Give me the update. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert update. A quick look at what's happening in... show here on Hump Day. We'll see you at the fair tomorrow. Looking forward to it on Underwood, just south of Randall, next to Northern Tool, across from Kittyland. And the difference this year is that Jason and Alexis will be broadcasting their morning show from the fair. That's a first. It is a first. It yes. is a first. Okay, so, yeah, when you were talking about the crazy rich Asians, we had said that I am sure that the option, if that was going to be a hit... Because Kevin Kwan wrote a trilogy of yes, three books, mm-hmm. trying to rich girls, girlfriends, and rich people problems. And so, yeah, they're already, they probably had everybody sign the what if, mm-hmm. if this works contract. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what you saw in that little, what they call a stinger tease mid credit was Nick's single cousin, Astrid. Who's so gorgeous? Yes, she's so uh, Gemma, gorgeous. Gemma Chan. Yeah, exchanging. She's at a party, and she's exchanging this meaningful glance with this beautiful man who we know from Glee, Harry Shum Jr., yep. who plays Charlie Wu, who was Astrid's first love. And Charlie Wu is in the book Crazy Rich Asians, but that was one of the things they didn't make room for in the first right, one. Right. Um. But I think it's very, like, kind of minor. So that was the what they call the little stinger tease, and they do that mm-hmm. in all the Marvel movies. So you get to see what's coming next. Yeah. Just wait. And then Kevin Kwan, there's some story out there about him that he um, didn't serve his military service when he lived in Singapore or something. I don't know what I, I, I thought. I didn't know that Singapore had mandatory military, like, well, like Israel. I didn't know that either, but there's a lot of things we don't know about Singapore. You know, it's not. We a, do know we want to go to that uh, restaurant at go, the top of that building, right, and, with the pool, mm-hmm. and we want to go on top of that building. The Marina Bay Sands Resort, yeah, is where everyone's celebrating. But they have strict rules over there. Yeah, very strict rules. Yeah, but we're not going. I did. Um, <laughs> All those people at the VMAs chewing gum would not be chewing gum in Singapore. No, they wouldn't. That's no. the one thing I know. There's no gum chewing. <laughs> and I was really surprised to hear about Natalie Portman that this movie is a go-ahead for the Ann Landers and Dear Abby. I know. Um, she will direct and star as the twin sisters in this drama. And So she, will she be both? She will be both. And Ann the director. Landers and Dear Abby. Oh, my gosh. And they, of course, had this, uh, you know, they had this incredible personal life. And uh, Ann Landers' granddaughter lives here. And I've been after her to write a book or do a story because she was very close to her grandmother, who right. is Ann Landers. 
And of course, um, dear Abby, you know, she's married the Phillips family and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a, it's a compelling story, it but is. I'm going crazy trying to figure out if anybody in the family is involved or if Natalie just optioned this off of a book right, or whatever. So, we need to hear from you. You know who you I are. I know. You know who you are. You know so, who you are. Anyway, Natalie Portman getting into the director's chair. Well, she's done this before. She, she did a small movie. I, yeah. I mean, I like her as an actress. All right. Now, um, Donnie's posted two mm-hmm. Hollywood things for us that we want to take a look at. The one that I was really shocked at is Nicole Kidman. There's this upcoming movie called Destroyer. Right. And, I mean... I wouldn't even have known that was her if you didn't tell me. It it features her with brown hair, looking very haggard, looking directly into the camera, wearing ratty clothes, no makeup. There's dirt caked on her face. Her hair is grain and dirty. And um, Destroyer, which is directed by the guy who did that movie Jennifer's Body which I feel like was a Diablo Cody written it was a script terrible movie okay terrible yeah. don't bother okay well even a director can no. tell a good story that it but it tells the story of this police detective Aaron Bell played by Nicole Kidman who was once placed undercover with a gang in the California desert with tragic results. This is how the official description of the movie is is put out. When the leader of that gang reemerges many years later, she must work her way back through the remaining members and into her own history with them to finally reckon with the demons that destroyed her past. Sounds Ooh, good, doesn't it? It does sound good. And true story. We always like that. No kidding. Or I don't know if it's a true story. Think of everything she's doing. All right, so they've Big shot Little Big Little Eyes 2. She's going to play Gretchen Carlson in the Fox Roger Ailes movie with John Litgo. She's got this going on. She's very busy. And didn't she option another? She optioned a Lynn Moriarty book, Leanne Moriarty book that is coming out in October that isn't even out yet. Yeah. So she... She's bonded the, the women most. women are rocking it, Lori. I'm telling you, We serious. also posted, I don't know if you had a chance to see it. This movie opens um, next week, August 31st. This is the Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder. Right. Destination Wedding. Right. And it's the clip shows them complaining. Um, it's like an art form, the complaining that they're doing mm-hmm. in this little thing. So they star as two... Socially awkward people who can't stand each other at first when they meet at a mutual friend's wedding at a winery. And we can watch them bicker like nobody's business in this trailer. I like these two together. I do too. Well, what was all that stuff about them being secretly oh, married okay, so years ago, gone. like 1994 or something? When, when Francis Ford Coppola directed them in Dracula. <laughs> okay, in like 96. Okay. He had a real Romanian priest. Marry them. And marry them Mm -hmm. in the thing. So it was just a joke. Yeah. It was just a joke. And I think that she was doing some press for Destination Wedding. And they were just like, because they're asking wedding questions. Sure. So it's just like a cute little story that she's been throwing out Okay, cute. All right. So that's that's what we know. That's what we know. We know that Honey Boo Boo is going to have a hot little... uh, Yes, she is. Partner. 
partner. It's Dancing with the Stars Junior. They've officially run out of stars in Hollywood. Yep. Um, and they're going to do the younger, the junior version. I've got to ask my mom how she feels about the I kind 12 of, and under competition. I don't know why. I kind of think it's going to be sort of cute. Okay. Because honey, listen to the who's going to be there. Honey Boo Boo. Uh-huh. Uh, Scotty Pippen's kid. Yep. Trip Palin. Which is? Bristol's nine-year-old. Was it only nine years ago? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he, I guess the kids are getting paid 50000 for signing up to do the Just show. Just a signing bonus. Signing okay. bonus. If he survives and makes it to the final, he can get up to $130,000. And Stevie Wonder's son is also joining the cast. I mean, that's good money for a kid. Fifty grand to sign, and then you. Can I don't get- think we'll see any uh, railings or rants about the Hollywood elite from Sarah Palin until Dancing with the Stars is over. No, the junior, the junior edition, the junior edition. But that's yeah, good money. That's and, good but point. finish that's reading his own that college. Story. No, I know. Yeah. But finish reading Bristol Palin's story because she's going to be on the new MTV. Oh, Teen Mom OG. She's replacing Farrah Abram Abraham. Wow. What? Yes. She is, yeah. It's the bottom of the story. She's going to replace... We've known this, and... The we t- didn't know that was going to be her, did we? I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. Oh, I don't know about it. I knew that. I, you think I'm going to watch a show about Teen Mom? Well, Lori, yeah. I don't put this one past you. I, I really haven't watched MTV since the original Jersey Shores. Okay. You know, I, there's no programming. I'm, I'm not interested. There's, they haven't had amazed. anything original. Right. You know, they just haven't had anything on there. So and like I was never, fish. I was never, I watched that. I dabbled in that mm-hmm. show a little bit mm-hmm. when it first came on just to see, you know, how evil punked. people are. I think I watched Punk. Yes. That was on MTV. But anyway, it seems weird that at the advanced age of 26 or 27 that she's doing the show be called Teen, Teen Mom. That's yeah. what I uh, thought well, too. I mean, and, how old is Farrah Abraham? She's up. She's way older <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. She's way older too. So. Anyway, that is what is going on. And why are the car Jenners so much in the news? They're every day. If you looked at the Daily Mail yesterday, there were like 10 different car Jenner stories everywhere. Yeah. Kim, you know, in her closet with the thong pulled up over her backside, walking in LA with her spanks hanging out at the beach. Um, Sitting on Kanye's show lap. things and all of these other their, things. Their ratings are way down, way way down. And Kendall Jenner is uh, facing just a crap ton of backlash for comments that she made about runway modeling to Love Magazine. This was on Monday. Okay, she uh, talked about her modeling career, and she said since the beginning. We've been super selective about what shows I would do. I was never one of those girls who would do like 30 shows a season or whatever the bleep those girls do. More power to them, but I had a million jobs, not only catwalks, but everything else. And I think the reason why Kendall doesn't walk every runway show is she's not that great of a walker, though. Oh. Gigi Hadid has dead eyes, and Kendall is not that great of a walker. If you're going to just strictly look at... At how they walk, they're mm-hmm. she they're they're she doesn't have much of a walk, so mm-hmm. she pissed off the entire modeling community, and people were yelling at her because her dumb nepotism is the only reason oh. that she doesn't have to mm-hmm. walk in every exactly. show. Well, She's, she doesn't need the money. No, exactly. But that's sort of a slam. So anyway, 
her fellow catwalkers were so mad. And we're talking not kitty cats. We're talking catwalks. Yeah. And and one of them, a runway fixture, Darius Storkas, read, oh, by the way, it's 70 shows a season. And we are all bleeping proud of every single one of the girls that did all of the shows. And people started hashtag and the privilege. Oh, dear. uh, Transgender model Teddy Quinlivan shared a longer response. She says, as models, we need to uplift each other. If you're lucky as a model, you might make enough not to be in debt to your agency, maybe even move out of the model apartment. (laughs) Unfortunately, this isn't the case for the vast majority of models who have to leave everything behind. Models don't just come from Calabasas. They come from Somalia, a rural village in China, a trailer park in Tennessee, making disparaging comments about your peers isn't helping. So guess what Kendall does? What? I'm sorry. No. You you read that. You read my, you misinterpreted my words. Yeah. Well, she's looking down her nose job at other models' paths. Let me just say that. She said, I was misrepresented in a recent interview over the weekend. And it's important to say it was intended to be complimentary, but my words were twisted and taken out of context. This is like the third or fourth interview that Kendall Jenner has said she was misrepresented. I'm just saying most of the reporters always just click record. Yeah, we have it on tape. They have it on tape, but that's like the third or fourth time. So I don't know. I don't know anyone's buying it, but... She should expect a frosty reception the next time she walks from the girls. Well, or maybe even New a York slip Fashion of a Week to trip her. It's coming up next week. <laughs> two weeks. She might her. get tripped. Two Whoa! weeks. Yeah. I'm sorry, your shoes are four sizes too big. We All meant right. to get you the right size. Oh man! Listen, we come back. It's uh, we got the dirt alert. This is a my talk dirt alert. Hey, Elizabeth, what's happening? Hi. All sorts of stuff. Last dirt alert before the big state fair, everybody. Yes. Okay. Um, Asia Argento's accuser is talking about these sex assault allegations. His name is Jimmy Bennett. So let me give you the latest on this. Today, he said he'd been ashamed and afraid to speak out publicly. Uh, Jimmy Bennett is now 22 years old, and uh, Asia Argento and her boyfriend, Anthony Bourdain, who has since passed away, uh, paid Jimmy Bennett $380,000, and this is just now coming to light. Asia Argento, of course, was one of the first women to accuse Harvey Weinstein of rape. Asia, that's how you say it. Asia, Asia Argento, yep. And uh, Jimmy Bennett and Asia Argento allegedly had sex when he was just 17 years old, and that payment was made to silence him. So, Asia Argento has said, I did not have sex with him, although there are some text messages and photos. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com hi everybody this is adriana trajani i'm the host of you are what you read i have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now we get everybody from sarah jessica parker to Kristen hannah mitch album Susie essman 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. That make it seem otherwise. Mm-hmm. And here's what Jimmy Bennett had to say about it. I've not made a public statement in the past days and hours because I was ashamed and afraid to be part of the public narrative. He's making this statement to the New York Times. He says, I was underage when the event took place and I tried to seek justice in a way that made sense to me at the time because I was not ready to deal with the ramifications of my story becoming public. Uh, At the time, I believed there was still a stigma to being in the situation as a male in our society. I didn't think people would understand the event that took place from the eyes of a teenage boy. Yeah, we're, I, we're I canceling Asia. She's throwing Anthony Bourdain under the bus. And she's I, been contradicted with pictures and texts. And, and I also struggle with, didn't we hear that? She this, also said, oh, he kind of wanted to have sex. And right. he said I was his sexual crush forever. Right. So I just gave in and did it. Right. She's told so many stories. She has zero credibility. Yeah, she absolutely When it comes does. to this case. Yes. You this, know, and yeah. I believe her about Harvey. Right. It but was I, 10 years between the two things, right. and it is the cycle of abuse, and I just I, am canceling her but right this, now. But this Bugs Jimmy me. Bennett also sued his family right before he... But is that true? I don't know. See? Yeah. That's yeah. what she's saying. Oh, you're you right, You can't Lori. take what she said in any of her you're crap right. yesterday, because it's all been contradicted today. Yeah. He played her son in a movie yeah. when he was just seven years old. When you get extorted, yeah. famous people get extorted often enough by people you that they the have cops. you go to the cops or you do something you do a stand-up monologue or you do, like, dave, like dave letterman yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i just her story doesn't hold anything and i believe jimmy bennett well and there were some, you know there were some challenging things that came out about her yeah. after the death yeah. of anthony bourdain yes you know talking about uh, you know, and Anthony Bourdain died by suicide, but talking about their relationship and um, that there had been photographs of her with another man yep. that were very difficult for Anthony to see. Well, supposedly. Supposedly, yeah. right. right. I mean, Remember, people right. always want to assign know, blame to a suicide. I know yeah. they do. I'm just but saying But he that- was very, very adamant about his defense, and he's the one who paid, and the first payment was made two months after the Harvey Weinstein a story about Asia in the New Yorker. Right. So it is, I mean, and people do keep sexual assaults Mm -hmm. uh, to themselves out of fear and embarrassment. That's a very real thing. Well, and I think particularly for young men, because that's the thing. Like, if you're, I mean, if you're a 17 year old guy, there's still this idea that, well, like, yeah, you should want to have sex with anybody. Right. I mean, there still is that, like, that just archaic thing that I think we treat men who are under 18 a little bit differently than we treat absolutely women. I mean, look at if it was a 17 year old girl, girl with the 37 right. year old yeah. man there would be no question and there would right. be no question that it was mm-hmm. totally wrong yeah, yeah you're absolutely right so that's what's happening there mira sorvino is apparently just heartbroken about um this sexual assault claim and uh she and ozzy argento are very good friends and uh has she's been very of course part of the me too movement she tweeted having just touched down from several weeks abroad i'm reeling from the recent news Mm -hmm. although hoping against hope that it is not true here are my current thoughts she went on and said 
Um, I've been heartsick over the recent allegations against Asia Argento. Time will clarify things and perhaps she will be exonerated. But if true, there is no lens that makes it better. Child sexual assault is a heinous crime and is against all that I and the Me Too movement stands for. I remain dedicated to fight for all victims and change the culture that encourages abuse of power in sexual relationships. That's what Mira Sorvino had to say about this. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Is right. It still doesn't negate it any doesn't. of the stuff with Harvey. No, so no, it doesn't. No. It yeah. doesn't. But as we said yesterday, and as I, as that uh, the New York Times reporter who broke this story said, it complicates the story. And it right. certainly Very complicates Ozzy yep. Argento's story. Yep. Okay, if you're a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, it is officially ending after season 12, and the creators are promising an epic series finale. It is the longest-running multi-camera TV series in history. It debuted in 2007. It has received... 52 Emmy nominations and 10 wins to date. It will conclude at the end of season 12 with 279 episodes wow. under its belt. They made so, and Kaylee, so Kaylee, much money. Kaylee yeah, so much money. And Kaylee Coco needs to go film The Flight Attendant. She does. Oh, that, that's, that's what a she's book. Filming, it's going to be a miniseries. We oh, great. Cool. Oh, gosh, it's so good. Well, listen, the final season of The Big Thing, Bang Theory is going to premiere on September 24th. So um, for, I've never watched a single ever. episode of that show. Ever. Mm-mm. Ever. And Kaylee Cuoco was like the highest paid person on TV for it. Yeah. Well, Jim Parsons. Yeah. I think they were all making yep. like a million. A million. Episode. Just a ton. Yeah. Okay. In other TV news. Ma- um, Maya Bialik. I yeah. love saying her name. I know. Maya Bialik. Uh, Blossom. I know uh-huh. her as Blossom. Dina Manzo from uh, formerly of Real Housewives of New Jersey says that she and her sister Caroline have not spoken in two years. Oh, which who oh, Why is she back in the why news? Does she, she have some skincare to sell? No, I don't know. They she haven't spoken forever. Yeah. They haven't spoken forever. I swear she's got a crystal healing packet of a box to yeah. sell or something. Why Carol is she was in, the in news? studio with me. Who? What was the sister's name? Caroline. Caroline. Yeah, she right was there. in studio with me. You yeah, she was on Twin Cities Live too. She was too. lovely. Mm-hmm. Dina and Caroline are um, two of 11 siblings, and Dina said she's still close with her brother, who's married to Jacqueline Larita, who was also on Real Housewives of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I think there is something... In a big we, family like that, that's big not surprising. It's no. not that surprising. No. When you have 11 siblings, I mean, it's And then just, you're on a TV show together. Yeah, there's, and I think Caroline is... Um, you know, old a lot older than Dina. Yeah. And so in those big families, there are, I don't know. I mean, my parents have five and four in their families and there's some of them they talk to and some of them they don't, you know, it's just like. Well, thank you for sharing, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. Well, I think Which when, you, don't we talk when you get those big <laughs> they families, listening? they probably aren't listening. <laughs> there are just like some that you're closer with and some that you. Well, this is true. Aren't, but I mean, saying like we haven't spoken in two years. No, that's terrible. But those, they had a falling out on that show. Yeah, they totally did. Oh, big falling out. Another reason not to be in a reality show. I know. And Ben Affleck's Playboy model lover is shouting out to the paparazzi for following her for the last few days. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, think of her Insta, her Twitter. She's got 60,000 followers now. It's probably going up. Yep. There we go. Insta paid. All right. We got our traffic daddy here. And I don't know if he's going to want to hang around for a vintage scandal today, but we are going to talk about Tom Cruise's romantic history, the reality, the rumors, and the mysteries that won't quit people. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. Well, I am shocked at your behavior. I, I really thought that, um, you know, I was just thinking about, I was talking to my mom and I said, all of our A-list heartthrobs <laughs> that we have loved, Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, 
Tom Cruise to name the top three. George have, Clooney was up there, but well, George Clooney still, still isn't. But he's but still intact. Tom Cruise, Johnny Depp, and Brad Pitt have been deeply disappointing over over the years to, for different reasons. You know, some people wrote off Brad Pitt years ago when, when he, he left, left Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. So, but Tom Cruise, um, and he's sexiest man alive, along with Johnny Depp, Brad Pitt, Clooney. But of of all of them, you know, Tom Cruise. He's just so Tom Cruise. I mean, he's 56. Yeah. He's ageless. He's kind of in a way. He's playing. I saw that movie. Mission Impossible. Yeah. Fallout. Great. 15 minutes too long. You say that about every <laughs> movie. But that's two and a half hours. Okay, but you oh, say that about every movie. That should just be a standard thing. You think all <laughs> well, movies are 15 minutes. in case people minutes. forgot. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> it's not helpful because you say that for <laughs> virtually helpful. every single movie. Okay, I liked it, but it, it honest to God truth, I was ready for but a 10. you wow. say that about every movie except Crazy Rich Asians. I don't think you said it about that. No, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, but in a business where he's he's got, he can act. And he has had a pretty unbelievable career, right? Yes, of course. But his personal life has been the thing that has fascinated many of us. Okay, so I wanted to do some Can I just remind you one thing while you go into this? Don't you remember that we were so crazy for him when we were at Carlson Companies and we went on that cruise and we found out all the bad stories from the Hollywood people? Supposedly he was gay. Yeah, and all these other things. We didn't believe it. We spent the whole weekend defending him. We did. Mm -hmm. But just with our mouth, just like, no, no. But he never looked good in Levi's. He doesn't have a butt. He doesn't have a butt. He doesn't have a butt. You don't see a lot of walkaway shots from him. Okay. Okay. And when he does do a walkaway shot, supposedly the padded pants, because we saw that in The Mummy. Yes, we did. Okay. So, uh, Melissa Gilbert, um, once Tom Cruise hit Hollywood, his career took off almost as fast as his love life. When he first got to Hollywood, um, she, Melissa met Tom Cruise when he was a struggling, starving actor. She told Andy Cohen this four years ago. Uh, she was working. She bought him his first set of dishes and they did not have sex because she was 16 and he was about the same age. From she Little said, Home in the Prairie, Melissa Gilbert? Little House on little the Prairie. Little House Prairie, yep. She said, but we made out and he was a good kisser. So then from there, Tom Cruise, he next dated um, Heather Locklear. When he made his big screen debut in Taps, naturally they had like a setup date and uh, she had just gotten her breakout role on a dynasty. She'd been in TJ right. Hooker or whatever. So she later, uh, Heather Locklear described it to Chelsea Handler on her late night show is that she did it more as a favor for the new guy in, in town. She said, you know, in Risky Business where he does that dance in his underwear and he does the splits. We were dancing at a club and he went into that. He started doing the splits and I, you know, you just kind of stand there and you dance around them. And so I was like, what do you do with that? I was just like, I'll just sit down and you can do your your thing. (laughs) What do you do with a man that breaks into break dancing? Yeah. um, He also dated uh, more impressed by his moves was his risky business. Yes. Co-star Rebecca DeMornay. And he started dating um, her after, after the uh, movie hit theaters in August of 1983. And she told People Magazine that she had a boyfriend. It was, it was yes. Tom Cruise. But one of the reasons she liked him so much was that he was innocent. And Sean Penn recalled that same year to Rolling Stone Magazine going out with Tom Cruise yes. after Risky Business and witnessing 
all these women who were trying to chat him up at the club, and he kept saying, I have a girlfriend I'm in love with, Rebecca de Mornay. Yeah. But, and she was dating someone. She was daring, dating Harry Dean Stanton. Yep. Before. Harry Dean Stanton got dumped. By Rebecca de Mornay Bit of for an Tom age Cruise. difference there. Big but, age yeah. difference. He was 54. <laughs> he told me at Dantana's yep. it was his yeah. last girlfriend. Oh, she yeah. was his yeah. last girlfriend. But um, anyway, so they, they maintained their relationship long distance while he was in London shooting the Fantasy Legion, but broke up not long after he returned to the U.S. to do Top Gun. Yep. Okay, so um, Kelly McGillis. Well, I'm skipping. Oh. He didn't have really a, a thing with her. No. That was rumored for the movie. That was one of the rumors. Um, I was really interested in the whole Mimi Rogers because mm-hmm. Mimi Rogers is Tom Cruise's first wife. And according mm-hmm. to Tom Cruise, he met Mimi Rogers in 1985 at a dinner party while he was developing Top Gun. She was dating a friend of his at the time. Don't know which friend, but ultimately he. They got together, and yep. Mimi Rogers was like 10 years older than yep. Tom Cruise. Though he didn't think he was ready for marriage, in the summer of 1986, they ended up getting married in May of 1987 in upstate New York. Emilio Estevez was Tom Cruise's best man, and his mother told People Magazine at the time for the story that her new daughter-in-law was top-notch, okay? Mm-hmm. And she had previously been married to the Scientology higher-up counselor called Jim Rogers. And Mimi is the one to have said to have turned Tom Cruise onto the religion. She yep. took him under her wing. Mm-hmm. And m- meanwhile, Mimi Rogers has cut ties with Scientology, but they announced they were divorcing in January of 1990. So really like two and a half years mm-hmm. after they got married. And she gave an interview in 1993 to Playboy magazine. This is what she said. Is that the story that I was bored with that child and threw him over, chewed him up and spat him out? Because she was asked how the marriage, Uh why did it end? She said, well, here's the real story. Tom was seriously thinking of becoming a monk. At least for that period of time, it looked as though the marriage wouldn't fit into his overall spiritual plan. And he thought, he had to be celibate to maintain the purity of his instrument. She added pointedly, my instrument needs tuning. Oh, so I don't oh. know that we ever, I don't know that we ever in any Ooh, of our gossip wow. dug up knew about that Playboy interview where it might've been a Scientology thing. It might've been a thing that Miss Kavesh was trying to get him to get away from Mimi Rogers. Well, Cause don't you remember? She said that he was more interested in Scientology yes. than I was. Well, in this Playboy, she basically says he was going to go, he had to be celibate for a right. period of time. As for the other rumors, Playboy asked her, well, what about that? He'd become too big of a star. I'm sorry. He was only six years younger. Than she was, okay? okay. Um, a then 45-year-old Rogers told the UK Telegraph in 2001, the stardom wasn't really a problem. What did annoy me over and over was the age thing. Some of the tabloids brought it up all the time, every time I was mentioning a story, and exaggerated the gap between Tom and I. Every mm-hmm. six months, they seemed to add a year. If Tom and I were still married, the tabloids would probably have me in my 60s by now. Right. It kept getting stretched. Right, right. Kind of like, interesting. Lori, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was Tom Cruise kind of doing that, like the age thing, because no way would he have wanted did, the, the celibacy no. and all of what that. What year stuff did they in. get divorced, Lori? 87. 
Okay. January of 87. So, so and then he basically, uh, or excuse me, January of 1990, and basically... Days he, of Thunder. Days of Thunder. And he met Nicole Kidman. That's right. Yeah. And as soon as his divorce was finalized, he married her on Christmas Eve. It took almost the whole year for that divorce to get finalized. She filed in January of 1990, and he married Nicole on Christmas Eve, and he basically swept her off her feet. Oh, yeah. Nicole Kidman has talked about that in a vanity. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Fair story. They, uh, you know, she said I was desperate to have a baby with him. I didn't care if I was married. I just wanted to be with him. We were crazy about each other. They starred in the two movies. Of course, Eyes Wide Shut. And the far and epic away. Far and Away. And Days of Thunder, they had three. Yes, yeah, the, the first one. But she's, you know, they had to sue the um, tabloids because they had reported that it was a sham marriage for both of them, that they needed a sex therapist to get their eyes wide shut. And she told Talk Magazine in 2000, all I can say is I hope we're together when we're 80. I will be so devastated if we're not. So he mm-hmm. really blindsided her when he filed for divorce months later, citing the difference in their diverging careers, which kept them apart. Mm-hmm. Remember, that was his whole thing. And at the end of their marriage, that eyes wide shut with Stanley Kubrick took years, like a couple years. They lived in London. He yeah. even lived with them on and off. And asked why the marriage ended. Tom Cruise told Vandy Fair in October of 2001. Nicole knows why. That's right. She knows why. Yep. And I know why. And she's the mother of my children, and I wish her well. <laughs> but I took the kids, and she went on David Letterman yeah. and said, now I can wear high heels. Yeah. And then That was did, like the cruelest Oh, it was amazing. Thing. It was unbelievable. And then he went on to Penelope Cruz. They yep. met on Vanilla Sky. Yep. They dated for three years, even though we were apart almost a lot of the time. And he was married when they were shooting, and... Penelope always said that they didn't get together until later, but nobody believes that. And they split up in January of 2004, and they didn't even tell anybody until two months later. And they released a statement to People magazine saying the relationship ran its course, and they decided not to be boyfriend and girlfriend mm-hmm. anymore. It was just lame beyond belief. Yep. And then Sofia Vergara, Vergara went out with him. After Penelope Cruz, mm-hmm. when he wanted someone who is... Uh, you know, embrace Scientology. Yep. She told the Daily Beast, um, they asked her about what it was like to date Tom Cruise, and she reportedly laughed hysterically and said, let's keep it that way. I don't want to talk about it. Yep. So okay. that was kind of a thing. And then, of course, there was the Nazadeen Bonatti, which was part of the expose oh, yeah. in the Vanity Fair in 2002. We've rehashed and rehashed the scandalous divorce of Katie Holmes. What year did they meet? 2002? 2005. 2005 is they, when he jumped on the couch. Yep. And they yep. got married in 2007. Yep. Surrey was already born. 2006, dear. Oh, was it? Yeah. But Surrey was already born. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and then the rumors, the rumored women that he didn't date, but the rumors were hot and heavy. 
um, on the heels of his divorce from uh, Katie Holmes. Tom Cruise, probably planted by his own PR team, was rumored to be dating Cameron Diaz, okay. his night and day. Oh, that was star. the worst movie. Yeah, it wasn't true, but I guess they get, they get along really, really yep. great. And then Laura Prepon, that was yep. a rumor in 2014. Um, that was completely untrue, but she was a Scientologist, yep. blah, blah, blah. And then the last report, two reports we've had have been the mystery woman in October of 2016. And then when he was filming Mission Impossible, uh, team... Tom Cruise, they tried to say that, you know, he was dating Vanessa Kirby, his mm-hmm. co-star in Mission Impossible 6, but she had a boyfriend. And and, and she famously played Princess Margaret, Princess Margaret, Margaret in The Crown. In the Crown. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he's really had quite a romantic yes, history, and we didn't even get to share. But she's been speaking about that in one of her top, top five best kissers. Yes. And they met, the whole shared thing, they met in 2002, but she didn't talk about it for 10 years. And she admitted that she was absolutely crazy about it. She did. Yeah. So he was shy and blah, blah, blah. So he was one of her, you know, she really liked him. Wow. And she went out to dinner with him in New York, and there was a girl at the restaurant who was the waitress who she recognized him from high school, and she apologized to him because I guess kids were not that nice to him in high school because he was moved and changed schools all the time. And his teeth were too over. Yeah. 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 And she apologized to him profusely because, of course, now he's famous. Yes. I'm so sorry I wasn't nice to him. (laughs) Did he ever date um, from Cocktail? Um, Oh, what was Elizabeth Banks? Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no. Andrew Shoes. Elizabeth Shoe. Elizabeth Shoe. Seemed like they... I think he was married to somebody when he shot that movie. Okay. Yeah, or in go. a relationship. Yep. All right. He has told different places, uh, magazines over the year, that he is a relationship guy. Yeah, he is. And a serial monogamous. Yeah. Yep. Right. So there we go. Okay. Uh, there's a lot that has been said about him, and he's really had quite a life if he ever is going to write a book, which he never will. No. We'll be right back. I like me better when I'm with you. I like I like us better when we're going to be at the fair tomorrow. Yay! I'm Yay! Excited. I'm so I know excited. it. I really. It I know, and that is our favorite headline today. The fair starting tomorrow. Woo! Come and see us. We're up on. Randall, straight up from the Butterfly House, right by Kitty Land on the other side of the street and within eyeball distance of the Midway Men's Motor Club, which really seems very fitting that we'd be close to them. Yes. Cheapest beer, good burgers, $2.50 unless they went up. Let's hope not, Lori, because I love that place. And we're also very excited that Oprah Winfrey is unveiling a new line of frozen pizza with a cauliflower crust. Go get that money, O. She's just going to bring it on. Um, They're 11-inch pies. They serve five people, come in five different flavors. Cheese, uncured pepperoni, supreme, and fire-roasted veggie. Uh, I'll the, try one. I know the suggested real retail is six ninety nine, so we'll see what it is in a store. Yeah, each serving contains two hundred and eighty to three hundred thirty calories and has three to five grams of saturated fat. Pretty good. And does okay. it serve two or four? Five. Five. Oh, five. five. Well, that's if oh. everyone has two slices well, each, yeah. right? Mm. Which most right. people will at least have three. Is at least, at least, you know. And then the crust pizza. of the other two. Yeah, right. Okay. Damn, my favorite part of the pizza is the crust. Yeah. Right. So good for you, Oprah. Mm-hmm. 
So a lost Carly Simon Mick Jagger duet called Fragile has been unearthed. Well, I wonder when we're going to hear it. Okay, so here's the deal. The okay. song has never been hear, heard in public. It was recorded in 72. This Rolling Stones collector found it on it. He owns the tape. The song is believed to be called Fragile, at least according to Rolling Stones fan websites. It's a slow love ballad mm-hmm. that has Jagger and Carly Simon sitting together at the piano and singing. And she spoke out. Carly Simon about the last duet in an interview with Rolling Stone two years ago, saying that the tape of the recording had been lost for decades. She said we had this little back and forth at the piano for an hour, and she thought that a, a line from the song was funny, 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 funny. How love can make you cry? That matches with Lee's recording, except Mager, Jagger and Simon appear to sing "Change" instead of "Cry." How love can make you cry? Jagger does most of the singing. Carly harmonizes when the song ends. Carly gasps, good song. And they worked together in 72 when Mick Jagger sang backup vocals on Your Sylvain. And he was not a subject of that song. That no. was Jack no, that, Nicholson and Warren Beatty it was and some Warren other Beatty. people. Yeah. It was like three different yeah. guys. This guy who has the tape, he's an entrepreneur. He did not want to say where he got the tape from. He sent a digital copy to Rolling Stone magazine because they promised they'd send it on to Carly and Mick. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm not doing it for the money. I, my motive is just sending it to them so they can have it. And and the, now we want to hear it. Well, the song yeah. is not completely unknown to hardcore uh, Stone fans. It's not easy to find a snippet of the song with the passage of Jagger repeatedly singing. It's funny, funny, funny is briefly heard in a scene in the publicly unreleased documentary about the Rolling Stones tour of America in 1972. The name of the movie is Obscene Itself, stemming from the obscene name and obscene song the band recorded a few years earlier to fulfill the recording contract they didn't want to fulfill. Donnie, what is that I don't know. I'm stumped. In cleaner terms, and as a hint to the name of the movie, that song is often referred to as schoolboy blues. Okay. Okay, so this is for hardcore stone fans. Yeah, yeah definitely. Anyway, hmm. that there you go. Wow. Music scandal. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, we uh, don't have time for anything. Any number right. headlines. All right, fine. We're done. I guess we'll just see everybody at the fair tomorrow. The great we'll Minnesota get-together. We'll talk to you on the radio in your cars, and we'll just see you. See you in the funny pages. We're kind of excited. It's Joy's birthday on Friday. If anyone wants to come by with, you know, flowers, diamonds, whatever. Oh, gosh. (laughs) A car. Yeah, there we go.